0: Welcome to another episode of Coach Pep Talk, the podcast for people who run their own coaching businesses. Each week, I talk to an expert who shares wisdom that helps us be better coaches and better coaching business owners. This week, I've got Mark Moini from Natural Born Coaches on the line, and he's talking to us about the power of sending daily emails to your email list. So check us out on the other side. Coach Pep Talk is proudly brought to you by Life Coach Office. Gain ultimate freedom and flexibility in your coaching business with Life Coach Office, the online coaching software specifically designed for the single coach coaching business. You can use the software to manage your client files and coaching resources all in one place online. And it's all under one umbrella with an easy to use technology. If you'd like to give Life Coach Office a try, you can do that for seven days. No credit card required. Just an email address. Check out www.universalcoachingsystems.com/lco. Today I'd like to welcome Mark Mahoney to the show of Natural Born Coaches. Mark started out in real estate of all things and went through some serious challenges including business closure that would have caused most people to give up. But fortunately he started working with a coach and got back on track. That actually helped him see the light and the power of coaching and that's when he decided to go ahead and become a coach himself. He realized that it is actually pretty tough when you're just starting out as a coach and started a very successful podcast called Natural Born Coaches, which is now over 500 episodes. Through that process, Mark learned the ins and outs of what makes a successful coach and particularly how to keep Your client list growing. So I'm really happy to have Mark on the show today and he's coming in to share one very specific strategy that he started using about a year ago and that is daily emails. So we're going to pick his brains all about daily emails and figure out if that is a strategy that you should be having in your coaching business too. Hello Mark and welcome to the show. Hey, Benet. Thanks for having me. It's awesome to have you on the call today. And I love the topic that you've chosen because nobody's kind of talked about this in a lot of detail on my podcast yet, which is the idea of doing your email marketing and emailing your list every day, which some people who might be listening to this be thinking like, oh my gosh, I could never do that. And some are like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited about doing that. So I'm really looking forward to hearing I guess how your whole experience has gone with that, because you've been doing it for a year now, right?
1: Yeah, actually, it's been probably 13 months or so. So yeah, a little over a year.
0: Excellent. Okay, so... I am looking forward into getting into the weeds and getting into some, some of the nitty gritty details about how you do these daily emails. So for people who are, want to go down that path, it gives them lots of actionable um, ideas to take away. But for the listeners who may be really new to the space of email marketing, could you just at a, at a high level, just briefly explain what email marketing is so, so everybody can follow along?
1: Sure. So when we say email marketing, I don't mean spam. And that's what some people may think when they hear daily emails that you just blast your people and sell the crap out of them and uh, sell, sell, sell. And, that's not what I mean, although there are sales there, but, um, email marketing, I mean it to be very basic, uh, the way it usually works, um, in my world, then I'm in coaching you're and everyone, you and everyone listening is in coaching is people sign up for your email list. They usually get a bribe, which sounds dirty, but we'll call it an opt-in. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> they, get, they get an opt-in. It could be a free report, a PDF, audio series, whatever. They get some sort of gift in exchange for their email address and then they're on your list and then they've essentially given you permission to reach out and talk to them by email. They've opted into it. So that's uh, essentially what email marketing is, and then you have to, of course, bring the goods. You gotta provide value and, and connect with them, but the thought is if you do provide that value, then you will be getting clients and customers from it.
0: Okay, so that's really why um, email marketing is so important as a as a client-generating tool or a lead-generating tool, is that?
1: yeah? It- I always shake my head when I hear people say here in 2017, oh, email is dead. You know, email marketing is dead. And they've been saying that probably for five years or more, but email marketing's not dead at all. In fact, that it's... Since I started the daily emails a little over a year ago, it completely changed my results from email marketing, which I was getting it was pretty easy because I was getting very little results before when I was doing the once a week or, you know, every two weeks and kind of like everyone else was doing and uh, night and day. So if if it's done properly email marketing's not dead actually it's an excellent way to grow your business and i think every coach should be involved in email marketing and emailing their list
0: how come you feel so strongly about that like what's so important about actually engaging with your with your email list your your potential customers your prospects in that modality medium
1: uh, nowadays people are getting bombarded by you know social media they're, they're getting how many seeing how many posts in the run of a minute coming through in between Facebook and Twitter, LinkedIn, and all Instagram and all the other ones. And I think that there is something special about your inbox where it's something a little bit more personal. People see your name come in and they're not getting, although a lot of people are getting plenty of emails, don't get me wrong, but there's something special when they see Mark or Benet's name in their inbox. And I think that that's a, a privilege if you've have that right to email them. They've given you permission to email them that you have to treat that serious and, and send them good stuff. But I think that it's different than social media. It's still, and and there there's definitely a difference. I'm on a, a number of email lists and some of them I read daily. And I love reading them. I look forward to them, and I learn from them, and and they're excellent. So I take that as the same approach with my people. And interestingly, what's happened since I started daily emails is my open rates, for what it's worth. I don't think open rates are are everything, but uh, my email open rates have gone up significantly. And as mentioned, my clients and customers, more and more of those have come in as well. So that's how I why I'm such a big fan of daily. Emails to your list as I've seen it work for me and I've seen it work for the clients I'm working
0: with. Yeah, just uh, out of curiosity, if somebody's you know thinking, oh, I wonder what, what email lists you actually do follow and read every day. Any of you want to recommend?
1: Sure, yeah. Uh, ben Settle is the person that really got me onto the whole email marketing, uh, daily email marketing train. So, Ben Settle has something called email players, and he's excellent, he emails daily. So, uh, that's Ben Settle. I follow Ryan Lee. Ryan Lee is with, uh, he's in Connecticut. He has Freedom. That's Freedom with a Y-M at the end. And Ryan does daily emails. Ooh, who else I follow? Paul Mort is a fitness guy in the UK, even though I'm not a trainer or anything like that. I enjoy his emails. And there's probably a handful of other ones that I follow as well. I mean, Seth Godin, I follow his stuff. Uh, and of course, it's pretty much just his blog copied over to email, but you know, it's still daily emails. Those, those are a few of them.
0: Okay, that's great. And that's a great list. Thank you for people to sort of start and and get a, a feel for how this all comes together and how it works. Can you tell us a little bit about that journey? You touched on it already a little bit, but you, I don't know how long ago it was that you actually started using email marketing in your business. And can you tell us a little bit about that journey towards, you know, when you decided to switch to daily?
1: Sure. Well, I'm in my fourth year coaching And I started an email list probably, I don't know, six months into it or something like that. So a couple of years ago, it's probably three years ago, I was technically emailing, but not regularly or consistently. So I was doing it like most coaches are doing it where they, you know, they kind of groan and think, well, I'm paying for AWeber or, you know, Infusionsoft or whatever, I better put it to use here. So I thought, you know what, I'm paying for AWeber, I got to send out the email and my heart wasn't in it. And I was sending kind of the boring emails that everybody sends out. You're afraid to offend anybody. You're in that mushy middle. And they just, they were a lot of fun to write or probably to read. (laughs) So uh, I changed things up when I started the daily emails uh, in early 2016. I, I decided that I was just going to take the filter off, and I was going to write like I speak, and I was going to tell it like it is and just open up you know and If I offend people and I have people unsubscribing then that 's fine i 'm just not going to worry about it and you know it didn 't happen right away, but i 'd say in about a month or so from doing it is where I noticed a big difference where I started to get some traction coming from it, and that 's when I started to really believe in hey, this daily email thing works so When you do daily emails, there's a certain way to do it. If you just sound like the Home Shopping Network and you're sending just, you know, really spammy promotional stuff all the time, that's probably not going to work. Mm -hmm. On the other side of the coin, if you're putting too much pressure on yourself and you're thinking, hey, I have to teach the secret to life in every single email and I have to make sure that's this really huge thing. I don't do teaching in my emails. You know, I'll I'll give a lesson, a business lesson. And I think you're on my list, so you've probably seen how I write. But I don't do yeah, I don't do really hard teaching. That's more for my clients and, and customers that I do that. But I'll give a lesson and, and I give value there. But then at the uh, in every single email there is a call to action, and it's not a heavy arm twisting. It's usually at the bottom something that ties into the lesson. I'll say, oh, by the way, you know, um, I talk about this in further depth in my print newsletter because I have a print newsletter, Secret mm-hmm. Coach Club. Go check out Secret Coach Club at you know, www.secretcoachclub.com. There, there was my, um, my hidden promotional pitch here. I stuck in so you can edit it out if you want, but I, I do a call to action at the bottom, but it's not a really heavy arm twisting cell.
0: Yeah, no, well, I think it's actually really important that you, you, you uh, refer to your call to action, because it is, uh, I mean, I have been reading your emails at least for the last month, and some of them are a bit longer, some of them are a bit short, some of them are just three lines, and then there's always that little note at the bottom, but I've never found it, you know, offensive, <laughs> or I'm like, yeah, I just kind of expect it to be there, of course you wouldn't be sending me all this great free stuff without, you know, a little plug for your newsletter. Yeah. So and I was just going to say, yeah, as a, as a reader, it just, it's quite fine. I feel comfortable. It's not pushy. <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah. Well,
1: what you should try to do is, is chase the people that you don't want on there away. So mm-hmm. what okay. my call to action does is it chases away anyone who gets triggered by, Oh gee, look at him selling. You know, I, I call them the free pull and the cheaple that don't mm-hmm. want to pay anything. Uh, uh-huh. And I'm sure any of the coaches listening can, definitely um, know what I'm <laughs> what I'm saying here because they're all over the place and I don't want those people on there you know if it's someone that gets offended that oh Mark put a link to whatever he's promoting then I would rather see them leave so the way that I always say is I don't know if you if, you, if this was a big movie in your part of the world over here in North America uh, Clint Eastwood, of course, a uh, famous actor. He has a movie Gran Torino that was, I don't know how many years ago, 10 years ago now. And there's a scene in there where he's sitting on his front lawn with a with a standing on his front lawn with a gun chasing sure. away yeah. hoodlums or whatever. It's uh, in Gran Torino. And that's how I kind of view it is I'm standing or sitting on the front lawn with a rifle just chasing people away that I don't want on there. And mm-hmm. you'll have a lot less stress that way and you'll have a lot more fun growing your business.
0: Yeah, I think that's an it's an interesting point to, to to touch on, especially when people are just starting out and they see you know that they sent an email out and oh my gosh, one person or ten people unsubscribe. Can you tell us a, talk a little bit about unsubscribes and and how you deal with that?
1: Yeah, well, I, I'm sure years ago I used that used to bug me. I used to see who unsubscribed and I used to think, oh, what did I say to offend Johnny or Mary? <laughs> All It's kind of like Facebook unfriendings. You know, years ago, I used to be like, oh my God, so-and-so from high school unfriended me. What did I say? And I don't care too much now. You know, it's kind of silly. So um, I will give a word of warning. If you start daily emails at the very beginning, you're going to get probably more unsubscribes than you're used to because people are going to be surprised. You're going to say, oh my God, Benet has been emailing once a week. Now all of a sudden she's emailing every day. What's going on? But that's a really healthy cleansing of your list. It's kind of like when you do a cleanse for your body, you get the crap out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. but You know what I mean? Um, you're You're getting the wrong people off your list. And I think it's better to have a smaller, more engaged list than a larger list that's dead. And what I'm finding now is every day when I send out an email, I get responses back from people and I'm getting business from it and stuff. And I never got that before. It was very, very rare that I ever got an email back when I was doing inconsistent emails. So be prepared that when you start it, you will get more unsubscribes, but that's actually a good thing. I view unsubscribes as a good thing overall.
0: It's it's like a detox. Yeah, it is. Do you have like a backlog of things that are pre-written or... Can you describe that process a little bit like the actual logistics that go into making this possible for your business?
1: Yeah. Well, one of the hesitations that people always have when I talk with them about daily emails is they think there's no way that I could app. I could not come up with enough content to write daily. What would I ever talk about? And once you get into the flow of writing these emails, ideas are going to come all over the place. They're going to come to you when you're out doing your daily chores they are going to come to you when you're watching a movie or reading a book or I, I get a lot of my ideas, ideas from media stories actually. And then I tie it into a a lesson for that day with the emails. So I thought I'd mention that because that's really important that you're going to be able to come up with the content. You'll get better at it. Your radar will go up the more that you do it. Mm -hmm. I don't overly plan mine. I usually have, you know, I might have a couple days worth of emails where I, I know what I'm writing. I might start a draft in my email. I use AWeber for my email program. And I might start a draft and pack out a few ideas just to save it so it's there. And then if I'm ever stuck the night before the morning of, then I can pull that out. I, I know, you know, what I'm going to write. But I don't like to have, it you know, 30 days sequences worked out and all that stuff. I like to keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. And um, another important point is I think it's important to be consistent with when you send them out. So my emails go out daily at 7.30 a.m. Eastern time. And then there's times when I'm, I'm promoting something a little bit heavier. Uh, if I'm getting close to the monthly deadline for my print newsletter, I'll send out two emails a day. I'll send out one at 7.30 a.m. Eastern and then or sorry, 7.30 another 12 hours later, 7.30 p.m. So I'll send out one in the morning, one at night. Uh,
0: So you actually send two different emails on that day?
1: I do, and I probably should be sending three or four. You know, when people say, oh, is it a really good idea to be sending one email a day, Mark? I say, well, no, probably not. I should be sending a couple.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And and I always
1: find, sorry?
0: No, go ahead, you always find.
1: Oh, I just find it funny when people complain about, oh my God, you actually send two emails a day, but yet they're connected with someone on Facebook that does 10 posts a day about uh, Donald Trump or, you know, cat videos and everything else. And that's fine. But oh, heaven forbid someone send two emails a day. That's, you know, horrible. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about, because there probably are people listening, um, you know, like, oh my gosh, that's, you know, that that would just be like I'm spamming somebody. How do you, how do you, what's the, what's the theory behind that? And what kind of results have you noticed as a result from having um, applied that?
1: Well, you have to remember that people aren't seeing all of your emails. You know, people might be missing that one earlier in the day. They have a busy day. They don't check their emails or they fly through it or whatever. When you build up a relationship and people know, like, and trust you, and they actually look forward to reading your daily emails, they, there's absolutely no issue with sending them two or three a day. So I used Ben Settle as an example. I talked about him earlier. Ben was really important with what I'm doing with email marketing, and Ben will someday send out three or four now, he revels in getting unsubscribed. He wants to chase people away because he, he's very open about it. He doesn't want certain people in his world or on his list. Mm-hmm. So that's his way of vetting people out. But I don't get offended when Ben's going through some sort of promotion. He sends a couple emails out because they're entertaining emails. And that goes back to the whole don't be boring thing. If you're sending out boor- boring stuff that you're trying not to offend and it's just, it's bland and dull, then people could get annoyed with three or four emails. But if you're sending out ones where you're interesting or you're funny and you're, you're it's something that they're looking forward to, they're not going to worry about a couple emails a day. You know, in fact, they're gonna read all of them and they're probably gonna buy
0: from you. What do they end up buying? Do you have a couple of things or is it always targeted towards one thing?
1: Well, the anyone on my list will see that the what I'm usually promoting is that print newsletter because that's a really I launched it back in March of this year and it's a really important part of what I'm doing. So I'm really keen and, and, um, pumped up about that newsletter. So most days people on my list will see that it'll be secret coach club. They'll be promoted, but I do some other things. My email today was promoting a joint webinar that I'm doing tomorrow night uh, with someone that's, um, that I've been connected with from my Facebook group. And uh, that's what I talked about today. You know, um, I've been promoting, I'm running a couple group programs of five coaches each. So I had to fill 10 spots. I had two different programs going. I filled all 10 spots. Most were from my email list. I believe eight or nine of the people were in my email on my email list, mm-hmm. which is really important, so it helped fill my group spot. So I'll promote group programs that I could promote it if I'm looking to fill a couple discovery calls for the week. I got a couple spots, maybe I'll promote that, but for the most part, it's my print newsletter. and really there's no right answer there. Um, you can promote the things that are my print newsletter is ninety seven dollars a month. You could do that, or you know my one on one coaching is six k. sometimes I'll pr- promote that which is pretty broad range, but it really depends very much on your business.
0: Does anybody help you when you are sending out these emails or are you doing this all yourself, setting it, writing it, setting it up in AWeber?
1: Yep. Yeah, I'm writing it myself. I, I don't, um, I don't really want to get too much help because I don't want it to be in someone else's voice other than my own. So, everything I writes myself. Now, that being said, my girlfriend, I might bounce something off her like, hey, uh, I'm sending this out in my email tomorrow. You think that's a little too much? <laughs> 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 or, if, or if I'm telling a story about us, I want to make sure I don't say okay. anything I shouldn't be saying, hey, uh, you know, is this okay to, to mention this story? And she, you know, she has given me recommendations like, hey, you know, maybe tweak this or whatever, but I don't show her every email. She's on my list and she'll read them. But I do occasionally bounce ideas off her with it. But I think it's important to write like you speak. And I've had people on my list that know me and quote, know me in real life. And they say, oh, Mark, your emails sound exactly like you. And I'm like, well, that's because it's me writing them. Yeah. You know, yeah. They sound like me.
0: And what about the, so do you jump into AWeber and, and, you know, do all that fiddling around too? I mean, it's pretty easy, but, or do you um, hand that on to somebody?
1: I like to keep a very tight rein on my AWeber. Same thing with my Facebook. I don't have any DAs or anything doing any of my posts. I know mm-hmm. some people hire out people to create content for them, and I think that's a wrong move. I think you come across as fake and yeah. you know it just doesn't sound like you yeah I've had VAs handle things by per project basis, but I would never want somebody writing my emails for me, and even when it comes to the tech side, you know aweber is very easy to use you know once you send out a few, you're going to be a pro at it now that being said, I, I've been tempted to switch to Infusionsoft at times, which is called ConfusionSoft, probably for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. So if I switch to Infusionsoft, I probably will need a little bit of help there. But AWeber is very easy. And, and the other ones too, like MailChimp and Constant Contact. I mean, they're all pretty user-friendly.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I started out on AWeber and moved to ActiveCampaign. I'm still not yes. sure that was the right move or not. But yeah, they're, they're all really easy to use once you get your head around the basic models. Yes. So for let's say we've got a, a new coach is just starting out and they're listening to this show and they're thinking, okay, wow, so I need to just jump in and start writing daily emails. I got 10 people on my list. Do you think that's a good decision? Would you give them different advice?
1: Yeah, I would start as soon as possible. I wouldn't okay. overthink it. I think mm-hmm. the sooner the better. So one of the big problems, and this doesn't just go to daily emails. I think it's for anything in building a coaching business. Is, um, coaches overthink things, and I think it's probably human nature. All entrepreneurs where they want to have everything perfect, so that well, I'll study this for six months, and yes. you know, same way with when you're building a website, you figure around with the banner for so long, and, yeah. and you know, doesn't silly matter. stuff. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Oh, I don't know about this word, and should I change that? And I've always been a fan of uh, same way with Facebook posts. Uh, a perfect example about this, I, I had a really, uh, it was, wasn't a earth shattering thought a couple days ago, but I just whipped out my iPhone and I posted it. And the thing went, now I say viral, viral for my post it did. It's not like it was, you know, like the Chewbacca mom with the video, you know, there for Facebook Live that went yeah. viral that way. But it got a ton of likes. It got hundreds of likes and a bunch of shares and all that stuff. It took me about 10 seconds on my phone. I just whipped out the phone, post it, and then I forgot about it. Mm-hmm. And that, that's the best way to do it. When an idea is fresh in your mind, um, open up your AWeber for emails and just get it out there. You know, don't overthink it. And I will say it'll get easier the more that you write the emails. So when I first started doing the emails, it took me probably close to an hour to write an email because I was probably overthinking it too much. Now, you know, 10, 15 minutes, I can pound out an email, I test the link, and then it gets sent out. So as you write more and more of them, you'll become a better writer. And it's helped my other writing too, which is an interesting um, sort of side benefit. It's helped my writing for my other social media. I'm working on a book at the moment. It's helped my writing there as well.
0: You're writing these daily emails, you're working on a book, you're, all be, you're doing coaching, you're writing your newsletter. How much time during the week do you actually spend on writing? Uh, that's oh, a good and, question. and do you blog on top of that as well?
1: Well, actually, I'm glad you asked that question because that brings up an important point. Um, with my daily emails, they get copied over to my blog. And when I first heard that advice, it was actually Ben Settle who gave the advice, I thought, well, that's kind of a stupid idea because who's going to subscribe to your email if they could just go to your blog? But what um, I found is it actually gets more people onto your email list because for various reasons, you know, you could share it on social media. People get to the blog, then they sign up or, you know, people don't want to go into the the website every day. They want to get delivered directly to their inbox. So I think that you should copy your daily emails over to a blog as well, which sounds counterproductive, but it's actually, it, it does work. So that's, uh, that's what I do. But that's an interesting question. How often do I write? I haven't broken it down. You know, I'm, I write a lot in the mornings when I'm fresh and then I start set aside certain days where I have no calls. And when I write, if I had to break it down, I would say probably, I don't know, 20 hours a week in that range, 15 hours mm-hmm. of heavy, of concentrated writing. Now it would probably be a little more if I factored in social media posts and stuff like that. But you know, my emails, I'm probably at, um, I don't know, like all told five hours a week for everything. And, um, and then the book I'm, I'm writing close to an hour a day for that as well. So I, I would say I'm 15 to 20 hours.
0: Wow. That's, that's quite a lot. And how many, how, how long is your work week? How many hours total?
1: Well, that's another interesting question because uh, there's stuff I do that I don't know if it'd be determined work. So what I've done is um, I've really tightened up my calendar, especially in the last six months where I don't take on any brain picking calls, you know, you get those where people want to pick your brain or, or getting to know you, or let's have a virtual chat, a virtual coffee, and I just don't have time for it. So I've really tightened up who I'll hop on a call with. I do a lot of interviews like this where I'll go on shows. I love doing that, but, um, I guess the question is, um, you know, how much do I work? And for example, yesterday I watched a video for two hours, a marketing video that was recommended to me. Is that considered work? I was sitting there watching YouTube on my iPad, taking notes, you know, hard to say. I don't, it doesn't feel like work, but other people might say that it is. Mm So.
0: I I I put that in my training bucket personally, and that doesn't count as work hours.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. I've changed because uh, my background is actually in real estate. I was in real estate for a decade throughout my twenties, and I used to work anywhere from eighty to a hundred hours a week, you know. And mm-hmm. and I think I carried over a lot of those workaholic tendencies here to coaching, and it's been a battle to sort of change that because I had this guilt that I felt like if I'm not pounding the pavement and, you know, uh, making a bunch of calls and and doing virtual meetings and stuff like that, that, Hey, I'm a loser and I'm not working. And um, that just makes you kind of a, you know, that's not a, it's a stressful way to run your business. So I've gotten better now at um, saying, no, I'm not going to feel guilty. Not going to check Facebook and I'm going to read a book or I'm going to write, or I'm going to do something like that. Relax. So, I really don't know how to answer that question. If I had to guess, I'd say maybe I'm in around like 50 hours a week of actual work, but it doesn't feel like work a lot of the other stuff. Is this work? I mean, it's 8.30 in the morning here, my time, and mm-hmm. I, it doesn't feel like work, but other people might say that it's work. So yeah, I don't yeah.
0: know. There's a fine line, there's a fine line, but that gives us it gives us a, a, a range to, to work within. So that's good. Exactly. If there was one piece of advice that you would like, the listeners for today to take away sort of something they could action in their own coaching business, what would that be? Or what
1: is that? Start daily emails, (laughs) I guess, obviously.
0: Very committed. Okay.
1: Yeah. Anyone who's listened to this, um, I would, um, besides uh, starting daily emails overall for the coaching, I I would say bump your prices up and odds are people listening that their prices are too low, even if they don't feel it. And there's probably room to bump that up. So it could be scary to do that. I went through about a year and a half ago. I doubled. My fees are already pretty high compared to the industry average. And I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to double my fees. And it was scary. And I wondered if I'd be living, you know, in a cardboard box under a bridge somewhere. But luckily, everything worked out. So um, I would say challenge yourself and get those fees up. It's better for you, obviously, but it's better for the client as well. They'll get better results. And it's win-win.
0: Okay, so what, just out of curiosity, what were your fees, and then what did you double what did you bump them up to? Well,
1: uh, I guess I'll give you the Cliffs Notes version for the the story here, just so I don't bore everybody <laughs> with the long story. but um, getting towards the ten- end of 2015, uh, my one on one fees for my three month package were three grand u s so I was right around $1,000 a month that worked out too, which is, you know, pretty good compared to industry averages. But I'd done a uh, a virtual summit I hosted where I had 21 experts on, and it was called the Command Higher Coaching Fee Summit. So I spent all this time interviewing people that kept talking about the need to increase your fees. And I thought, you know what, I'm a real hypocrite if I don't increase my fees after doing this <laughs> so many yeah. interviews for this summit. <laughs> And instead of doing sort of a, a little, it, you know, at first I thought, well, do I bump them up from three thousand to four thousand or forty-five hundred? And I said, oh, you know what? Let's just double them, and um, push ahead with it. And it was scary, you know, to do it. But I just said, you know, I'm not going to overthink it, and I'm going to make that change. And that was about a year and a half ago, and I don't regret it. So. I would say challenge yourself with those fees. And I hate to see coaches working for free or peanuts. You know, I saw, I was talking to a coach the other day who's charging a couple hundred dollars a month it works out to for one-on-one, you know, and, and you shouldn't be coaching for $250 a month. You know, that's just way too low. So definitely get those fees up.
0: Okay, good advice. Hopefully, that that story has inspired people to take action on their fees and also to consider writing daily emails.
1: Do it. Everybody's <laughs>
0: gulping. <laughs> okay, and before they start, how many should they have uh, prepared? I should just jump in and say, I'm going to write one today. I'm going to write one tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I would jot down when you start, I don't know, like a week's worth of just titles. Don't have a full email worked out. Maybe you write out a title and, you know, a few notes to jog your memory, then just get started right away with the with the first one. So that makes you feel better to have a couple in the can, you know, write out two or three emails, but you know, what I always find funny is nowadays people are work on these like long, complicated 30 email sequences, you know, yeah. kind of onboarding sequences where they yeah. want to nurture the relationship when someone starts. Mm-hmm. And I actually heard terrible advice um, a while back. And I think I talked some sense into the coach, but she, she, some guru had recommended that she not sell until, until at least 50 emails. So she said, he was telling her that she should send 50 emails before she even, makes any mention that she's in business and selling anything which is just horrible advice you know if you're in business and you should be telling people what you do and i think you're waiting too long it's an issue a lot of coaches have. They pretend that they're not in business. They don't want to come across as salesy. So, you know, heaven forbid, if anybody knows that you're in business and she's actually changed her ways. Now, we've had a brief conversation about it, but there are people out there saying that, that oh, you're going to build relationships and don't sell for 50 emails. Don't do that. Just start selling day one and sell every day, but do it the right way. You know, make sure that it's not spammy and over promotional. There's a right way and a wrong way to do it
0: yeah well and that's a great segue because i mean i think you do it very beautifully um, in your email sequence if somebody wants to jump onto your daily emails um, how can they do that
1: yeah, the best place is go to naturalborncoaches.com, and um, they'll get my free ebook. I have, it's called The Real ABCs of a Successful Coaching Business, and then you, they can kind of have a look and see how I send my emails, and uh, that will give them an idea of the flavor, but write it in your own voice. That's what people want to hear about. You know, I'm Canadian. I've got kind of a quirky, my son would say a, a lame sense of humor. I use... <laughs> puns and stupid jokes and things like that. And sometimes I have a bit of a potty mouth or whatever, but your style may, may be different, you know, and just um, write the same way that you speak and you'll be okay.
0: Yeah. And I'll, just a note on, on your freebie, that is a, a brilliant freebie. And I think it really gives people a lot of insight into your personality and where you stand on all these sort of main um, concepts in the industry. So it's, it's really, it's really well done. Thank you. You're welcome. So listeners, you should go and get that freebie and and get on this list, especially if you're thinking about going and and starting your daily emails, because it's a really good example of what you can do and how, I guess, how natural it can come off. Hmm. All right, Mark, I'd like to thank you very much for starting your day with me on this show.
1: Yeah, well, thank you, Benet, and uh, congrats on the podcast. I love what you're doing, so keep it up.
0: Thank you so much. And thank you, visitors, for listening, too. And you can always help us out by going and liking the show on iTunes. Have a great day, everyone, and happy coaching.